Well, hello, saints of God, and thank you for tuning in to this week's Remnant Service. My name is Pastor Todd Coconado, and I want to welcome you this morning. We're going to get into the Word of God in just a little bit, but before we do that, let's begin in worship.
Jesus, just spend time in his presence right now. Don't miss this moment, guys. Thank you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. We need you, Father God. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I just pray for each and every person that's listening right now that they would be blessed today. They'd feel your presence. They'd feel your anointing, Lord God. Lord, our world is going crazy, but we know that we can find peace in you. We can find hope in you. We can find rest in you. You're the author and the finisher of our story. You're the provider, Lord God. Many people are in need right now, various different areas in their life. Thank you, God. Praise your name, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for answering our prayers, for hearing our prayers, Lord God, for responding to the prayers of the righteous. Thank you for inhabiting the praise of your people. Lord, thank you for your anointing today. I pray that this service would be anointed today, Lord. We give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much again for tuning in. Appreciate you guys. Love you. Let me just give you a few announcements here. Um, this is still kind of an experiment. We're just thankful that we're able to have these services. I'm so thankful for all the people that have tuned in. Um, you know, thank you for your comments. Uh, let me know if this is blessing you. Uh, we, you know, it's a big, uh, operation here to do this all and so i just i thank you for your patience with us i thank you for your prayers i thank you for your support um you know we've had to make all different types of changes and equipment and lighting and cameras and everything just to get this going so thank you so much for believing in us and thank you also for your prayers this is totally stretching me i talked about being comfortable uh with with being uncomfortable getting comfortable with being uncomfortable and that's exactly what this is is not the typical service that I'm used to for 17 years, 20 years in the ministry, going all around, speaking to different places. This is way different, but I know it's for a time as this. And God is putting together a remnant underground army that is not only in the United States, it's around the world. He's teaching and equipping his saints how to not only survive, but thrive. We believe the word of the Lord is complete victory for the remnant. Uh, it's It kind of sounds crazy when you look at the things that are going on, but God is teaching us how to stand how to go deeper in him, how to fast, how to pray, how to become prayer warriors, how to understand spiritual warfare. So this is all super important stuff. So thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Hey, uh, we got the podcast Monday through Thursday. Um, we have the services on Sunday. That is the current schedule. I try to do some questions and answers at least once a week. Uh, we usually have a word of the Lord if the Lord gives a word uh, during the week. And then I also talk about news and current events. So it just really depends on how the spirit is flowing and moving each day. But I thank you for tuning in every single day. I thank you for your support. It's the only way we're able to do these things. 
I'm going to be honest with you guys this month. Support is down, uh, but you know what? I know many of you have given, and I just want you to know how much I appreciate you. Um, I really do. I, I wish I could speak to every one of you. I wish I could write a letter to every one of you. We're, we're still swamped, um, but you know we're, we're pressing ahead, and the Lord is using this ministry for many, many different things. We're able to touch so many people with the gospel of Jesus in this hour, with the truth. So many people are waking up all around the world. So by your investment in this ministry, you believing in what God is doing here, uh, it just, it, it, so many things are able to happen. And so if you're able to give a tithe and offering this week, you can go to toddcoconado.com slash give, toddcoconado.com slash give. Um, I'll speak a little bit more about it in the sermon, but in the meantime, I just want to pray over the tithes and the offering today, and then we'll get into the word after a brief uh, video. So Lord, we just thank you so much. For each and every person that's giving today, Lord God, I pray that you would bless the gift and the giver, that you'd give back, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, Lord God. Lord, you say in your word, you own a cattle on a thousand hills. We believe that. We thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do in their life as they sow this seed, this important seed, into your kingdom today. And we give you the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. I'll be right back after this short video. Well, my name is Michael Marquez. Uh, this is my story. I uh, was raised Catholic and I didn't have any relationship with the Lord or anything like that. My mother was a drug addict. My father was a drug addict. And when I was about two years old, my dad had gotten clean and decided that he was going to live for God and that he was going to raise me. And unfortunately, my mother never uh, could get over her addiction. It seemed like everything that my father wanted to keep me away from as far as the drugs and the violence and the anger and the rage, everything that were my surroundings, everything he wanted to keep me away from and protect me from, it seemed like in time I kind of dived headfirst into all of that. When I was about 15 years old, um, I had been informed that my mother had passed away. And at the time I was very angry and um, just uh, kind of numb about the feeling. I didn't express my feelings about it at all. And instead of cleaning my act up, knowing that that could have been the outcome of my life, I dove even deeper into uh, drugs and whatnot. When I found methamphetamine, that completely became my life. I became fully dependent on crystal meth. I was completely addicted. And by the time I was 19 years old, I found myself homeless, living on the streets, fully addicted to methamphetamine and that was my life and I was okay with that. One day I was walking past this sign and I was high, I was high on methamphetamine. I'm walking past this sign and it said the proven cure for the drug epidemic and that sign was a teen challenge sign. It was the greatest decision I had ever made up in my life at that point to join teen challenge and uh, come through and I just think it was so awesome that God used that as a vessel to get me where because I knew I wanted to live for him more than anything but I couldn't do it if I was using drugs and I wouldn't not use drugs if I was living on the street and he took me right off the street and it completely saved my life when I was in the program God really he highlighted everything that uh, I was meant for and that it wasn't a lie and that everything that I believed in him was true because he had meant that from the get-go and that when I was in that house that this was a place I needed to trust him in that that's where I was at and that he had put me there and if he was going to put me there God himself was going to put me in that house it was because that it was for his purpose and his reason and his plan 
and that it was so good because I got to learn discipline, which I needed in my life. I needed comfort. I needed to trust people. I needed to really just deny myself. I needed to get over myself. I had such a huge ego when I first came into Teen Challenge, and I was I thought I was better than everyone. I thought I had more of a purpose, and and really, I, I died to myself, and I and I learned how to serve. So I remember when I first came into Teen Challenge. Um, I remember having a conversation with God and just saying, Lord, I used to live on the streets for drugs. I'd live in a jungle for you. And he literally did that. I literally went from living on the streets for drugs to living in a jungle for the Lord. It was incredible. Like I said, I'm Michael Marquez and my story's not over. Hallelujah. Thank you guys so much. Hope you enjoyed that quick testimony. Testimonies are powerful. I know you probably have a testimony. I have a testimony. Sometimes we don't share it, but each of us has a story and the Lord is working on each of us. He's working on us. He's building our faith. He's strengthening us. He's maturing us. He's the potter and we're the clay. If you have a testimony that you would like to share with this audience, I would recommend that you send it to me, todd.coconato at rlcus.org, todd.coconato at rlcus.org. And I'd be happy to share your testimony because testimonies are powerful. And uh, sometimes that's a way to get people's attention when maybe they won't listen to the preacher, but they'll listen to your testimony. So uh, anyway, thank you so much for being here. Let's go ahead and enter into the presence of God. Let's pray and then uh, we'll begin. So Lord, we just thank you so much for this time where we get to get into your word. I pray that it would be anointed. There's many people that are weary, that are tired today. I pray that this would be an encouragement for them. It would strengthen us, that you would speak to our hearts, Lord God, that your Holy Spirit would move. And we just give you the glory and we give you the praise. We invite you into this time in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, guys. Well, we've been talking about spiritual warfare. And as we look at the world around us, clearly it's a battle of light versus darkness, good versus evil. And they're calling good evil and they're calling evil good. And Christians are more and more being brought under persecution. We're seeing the spirit of Antichrist rising. And so, uh, you know, I was just talking with a guy before the service. He was telling me that his job is going to require him to get the Fauci ouchie. And he already had the C. He already had it. So he went to the doctor and the doctor said, hey, you know what? Um, you don't need it because you have natural immunity. So I'm going to write you something up. And so he wrote him something up. And I guess he went into his employer and his employer said, well, we don't really care. We're not going to give you an exemption anyways. You still need to get it. This is tyranny. This is literally medical tyranny. And if I talk about these things openly, there's a good chance that half the platforms that we're streaming on might ban this video. So we're, we're being censored. We're being targeted. There's a lot of people that aren't even talking about it in the Christian community. Communism is encroaching on the United States of America and the, most of the Western countries in the world. We see tyranny in Australia. We see uh, fraud happening in Canada. If you mention fraud, your video also gets taken down. Things are coming out every week. God is exposing, uh, I mean, everything from Jeffrey Epstein to you name it. What happened in Arizona, uh, you know, Biden and his son. I mean, it's just so much. It can be overwhelming. And many of us can feel tired because the spiritual warfare is so intense. And it's like nothing that we've ever dealt with in our life before. And by the way, not just the world is going crazy, but many of our personal lives. There's people in our household that are attacking us, accusing us, telling us we're crazy. Uh, there's people in our family. There's people in our friendship circles that are unfriending us, that are mad at us because they bought into this, the this deceptions and the lies of this of this hour. 
many people are deceived, even in the body of Christ. There's so many people that have bought into this deception. So that's why, you know, we say a lot of pastors aren't even talking about these things. And meanwhile, the spirit of Antichrist is rising in the world. People are literally locked in their homes in different places in Western countries. Can you imagine this is happening? And yet it's almost like crickets for a good portion of the of the body of Christ. Unbelievable. When, when the pastor should be uh, shouting from the rooftops right now, and we know that the hour is getting later. And so what tools has God given us? How can we sustain? How can we thrive in this time? Well, I really believe that God made us for a time as this. I really believe that's why we're here. He knew what hour we'd be alive in. He knew the hour that we'd be living in. And he's building our faith. He's strengthening our faith right now. He's, he's requiring us to go deeper. He's requiring us to get into his word, to have revelation from the Holy Spirit. And so I have some scriptures here today, and uh, we're going to continue speaking on how to be equipped and understanding spiritual warfare. I'm going to call it spiritual warfare 101. And there's certain scriptures. So some of these I mentioned last week, some of them are, you know, we're going to have a different take on them today. But what we got to understand is Satan is real. Okay, Satan is real. Lucifer is a fallen archangel. He was the worship leader in heaven. Uh, you know, he was, he's beautiful. He comes as an angel of light. He's deceptive. I remember when I was in the world, you know, he would come as an angel of light and there would be enticing things. Like I thought it was so cool, at, you know, 21 years old to be like pulled up in the line at a club and be, you know, allowed to go in the VIP section and hang out with all these people. I thought it was so cool. And I thought that was favor at the time. I was like, man, I'm living life. This is, this is it. You know, like money was coming in and I was doing well in my, you know, fledgling career. You know, I was a child actor and I was doing things in Hollywood and I thought I had made it right. But I knew there was a wickedness even when I was in the world, because I believe God was starting to move in my life and starting to open my eyes. And, and you know, I get the letters every week where some of you say, I just the Lord is opening my eyes. I'm seeing things more clearly now. So that might be happening to you right now. For me, it was about 22 years ago uh, that this all happened. But God got a hold of my life and started revealing himself to me. And that was before I had what I like to call my Damascus Road encounter experience, which was my encounter with God, where he, he took me out of darkness and brought me into life and in the light. And, you know, ever since that day, of course, there's times when I probably slipped and fall over the years in my walk because none of us are perfect. Right. But, you know, as I developed and matured in Christ, God, you know, took me to another level and I went deeper in him. I was no longer a baby Christian. I started getting more mature and getting into the word, getting to know the word. And then I understood the concept of spiritual warfare. Now, I will tell you, there's a lot of Christians that have never been taught spiritual warfare. And that is a good reason why so many in the church are struggling, are not walking in the complete victory that they could be walking in, even right now, are dealing with oppression, the spirit of depression, you know, the spirit of loneliness, all these attacks of the enemy that could be thwarted and could be easily overcome, but no one's ever said anything to you that, hey, you can actually overcome depression, not from a drug, and I'm not mocking you or coming against you if you're on a drug or an antidepressant, but I'm saying there's actually a spiritual solution to these things. There's a spiritual solution to the warfare that you're dealing with at your job. There's a spiritual solution to the warfare that you're dealing with in your marriage. I've had to fight in my marriage. It's not always a piece of cake. Marriage is sometimes a challenge. Now, I have an amazing wife. I love her very much. She's a great partner. God is good. He blessed me after years of praying 
Uh, but, you know, it doesn't mean that we don't have certain struggles once in a while. Of course we do. Every marriage does. And if you don't, you're super, super blessed. But, you know, the Lord will use different aspects of our life, whether it's our career, our family, you know, whatever it is, you know, your, 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 your well-being, your health, you know, different ways that the enemy comes in and attacks. So God wants us to know and to understand what we're able to do that we are overcomers, that we are meant to be victorious, that he's given us every tool in our toolbox, everything we need to be successful as a believer in Christ, even in 2021, even in whatever year you're listening to this, maybe next year or the year after. God is with us. He has not forsaken us. He has not forgotten about us. He is not just ignoring our prayers. I really believe he's on the move right now. I think we're about to see some powerful breakthroughs. I don't think it's done yet. I know it looks like we're done. I know the enemy wants us to feel defeated. I know the enemy wants us to feel discouraged. All these manifestations of the demonic all around us that people don't even talk about or address. Well, if you don't talk about them and you don't address them, then how the heck are you going to win them? And, and God has given us a way that we can win and we could be victorious. So that's what I'm going to talk about today. Satan is real, just under the surface of our everyday interactions, hiding in the shadows clouded in, in misery and confusion. The devil works to undermine what God is doing in us and through us. He wants to undermine God's plan, God's call for your life. I can't tell you how many times over the years when I saw God get a hold of somebody and there were, there were all kinds of warfare and demonic attacks to get them not to be saved, but they said, you know what? I'm going to accept Jesus anyway into my heart to be my Lord and Savior. They do it. God gets a hold of their life and they go from absolutely struggling and being almost dead in all the different sins and the muck and mire that they've been caught up with. And God completely restores their life and gives them a second chance. Okay. A, a, amazing. That's complete victory where one day you were addicted to methamphetamine. You were addicted to cocaine. You were addicted to alcohol. You were a manic depressant. All of a sudden God gets a hold of your life and takes you out of the muck and mire and gives you that complete victory because it's available to you. Complete victory. It's available to you right now. I don't care what Joe Biden says. I don't care what Kamala Harris says. I don't care what the New World Order says. I don't care what Klaus Schwab says. I'm telling you that you can be a mover and a shaker in this generation, and you can do it today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How do we do it? Angels and demons, spiritual warfare, they all exist. But we don't have to live in fear of the supernatural. We just got to understand it. God has given us a powerful weapon against the temptation. And accusation. That's another weapon that the enemy tries to use. He's the accuser of the brethren. So, you know, if you're being accused and you're a remnant warrior, understand that's one of the enemy's main tools. He loves to accuse the brethren. But I always say an accusation is just that. It's an accusation. It'll fall down. There's been times over the years when people have come to try to accuse me. And you know what? I didn't do what they were saying. And some of them were pretty big accusations. But you know what? The Lord was my defense. And in time, they were outed, and the truth came out. Now, if you did do what you're being accused of, well, then that's not really an accusation. That's more a fact. And you can still repent and turn from whatever you did and, you know, get the situation to be healed. Sometimes the person won't forgive you, but God does. And so, you know what? It, it's rough. It's tough. If you've done something bad, you know, your best bet is just to repent and to turn from whatever you did and to try to reconcile with the person, if you can, to repent to them. But sometimes humans don't accept our repentance. But, you know, we still got to repent before the Lord. OK, God has, has given us a powerful weapon against temptation and accusation. He's given us his word. 
okay, the Bible to remind us, here's important now, who he is, who we are, and what is truth. Now, if you haven't heard anything else today, write that down, okay? God has given us his word, the Bible. That's his word, okay? To remind us who he is, who we are, and what is true. Now, here's the other part. The Holy Spirit brings God's promises to mind when we need them most. So we have to know the promises, the declarations of the Lord over our life. What does he say about you? Does he say that you're a loser? Does he say that you're going to, you know, that's it. You're not going to be successful in anything. It's over. You should just be depressed. Is that what God's told you? No. God said he made you fearfully and wonderfully. God said he took his time to make you. God said he called you by name. Okay. God said his promise for you is yes and amen. Hope and a future. Okay. In the world, but not of the world. We are a new creation. The old man has died. The old woman has died. We're a new creation in Jesus Christ. We're able to trample on scorpions and demons. We're able to bind and loose in the name of Jesus. We're able to have complete victory. We're able to move the mountain with the faith of a mustard seed, right? These are the things that God has declared over us and so many other things. That's why it's important we know the word of God. So what we're going to do is the, the, the rest of last week's message. This is the second part of a two-part series on spiritual warfare. So if you're taking notes, I'm going to give you some scriptures now. Ephesians 6, 10 through 11. Ephesians 6, 10 through 11. It says this, finally, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Now, we've talked a lot about the armor of God recently. I did a full teaching on it. I hope that you were able to watch that. If not, let me know and I'll send it to you. Okay. But we need to put on the armor of God. I went through all the armor of God. We need to put on the armor of God each day. It's super, super important. Okay. Second Thessalonians 3, 3. It says, but the Lord is faithful and he will strengthen you and protect you from the evil one. So God has given us protection. Okay. I can think about like, uh, you know, somebody goes into battle and they put on armor. You know, I, I talked to a lot of soldiers in the ministry. I talked to a lot of people in the military and just some great people. Thank you for your service, by the way, if you're watching. I appreciate you. Some of you are good friends of mine. But when they go into battle, they don't just walk out there in their, you know, boxers, or whatever, T-shirt, you know, some sweatpants. They put on a bunch of gear. And then they usually go into some type of armored vehicle on top of that. Okay? And they have training. And they have night vision. And they have satellites and all different types of aerial, aerial support, whether it's helicopters or drones. So they're equipped to go into the battle. And what the Lord is telling us that he's given us the equipment that we need. And one of the main things, the offensive weapon in the armor of God is the word. And the problem is that many people today don't hide the word of God in their heart. I can tell when somebody's going deeper in the Lord. I can tell uh, one of the remnant warriors that I talk to often, I'm not going to put you on blast and say your name, but you know, I talk to you a lot. And I've been noticing you're posting on Facebook scriptures that are amazing, posts that are amazing. I can see, I can tell that you're spending time in the secret place. I can tell that the spirit of God is moving in your life. I can tell that you've caught, got a hold of the fire, of the anointing of the Holy Spirit of God. I can tell that because I can see it's, it's exuding from you, okay? So when we spend time in the secret place, we come out in that with the countenance of the Lord on our, on our persona, that we're, we're flowing in the spirit. Remember flowing in the spirit, flowing. We're walking in the flow. Okay. And it doesn't matter what's going on in the world. Of course it matters to us, but it's not going to change who we are or what we're capable of doing 
or the power and the anointing that we're able to walk in. See, look, I don't care if, if this nation, of course I care. But what I'm saying is if it were to fall into complete communism, we'd be, you know, just like China or something like that, right? It wouldn't stop the fact that Pastor Todd or you, Remnant Warrior, can still walk in the anointing, can still set the captive free, can still heal the sick, can still bind and loose. We can still do. Now, the government may tell us we can't. They may try to restrict us, and we're already dealing with communist, communist light. I call it communist light with all the tech censorship and the government overreach and the ordinances that are you know, not passed through the Congress, you know, making laws and legislation like a dictator. You know, all that stuff that's going on, you know, we're not there yet. We're not in communism. Thank God America is still somewhat free. And for the most part, I, mean, I can still preach the sermon. And, and, you know, there's no one here like checking my sermon. Thank you, Jesus. OK, but what I'm trying to tell you is if we did go into complete, you know, communist conditions here in the States or wherever you are in Canada, and, you know, Israel and Australia. And I know, you know, you guys in Australia and Israel and Canada, you're all dealing with a lot of warfare right now. I hear the stories. I read the emails. I know what's going on there. I talk to people on the phone. I understand what you're going through. But again, we can still walk in complete victory. So what I'm trying to tell you is we're in it. We're not of it. God has given us all the tools. The Lord is faithful. He will strengthen you and protect you from the evil one, no matter what the situation. Okay. And of course, a good context is uh, Bishat, Shadrach, and Abednego. You know, they went into the fiery furnace. Was the Lord with them? Yes. You know, was there, was there four in that fire? There was. Thank you, Jesus. Right. Second. Uh, Corinthians 10, 4 through 5 says this, the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of this world. On the, contract, on the contrary, they have divine power to demolish the strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension uh, that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. Okay, we're meant to be people of God, but there is a way that we take back this country. We're fighting it in the supernatural. And that's where we're feeling this pressure and we're feeling, you know, some of you are getting tired and I get it, but you know, we're feeling the pressure, the spiritual pressure is on. That's why we need to understand this. I know these are repetitive. I probably said these scriptures a million times, but somebody's getting this for the first time today. We have to understand what we're capable of doing and who we are, right? First Peter five, eight, it says, be alert and sober mind. Your enemy, the devil prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour, resist him, stand firm in the faith. Because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. Interesting. So believers around the world are dealing with the same thing. That's why God has put together this remnant community. It's for us to come together each week and encourage and exhort one another and let you know that you're not alone. You know, you're not going to lose this. You're going to win it in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. James 4, 7. It says, submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil and he will flee. So a lot of these are what we talked about last week, but I'm reminding you. So all these different things we need to do, we got to resist the devil and he will flee in Jesus name. When the spirit tries to come on you, listen, if you're battling with pornography, that's a spirit. It's a spirit that tries to come on you and to cause you to sin because that separates us from God. Only the sin. Now, the Bible says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall persecution, shall famine, shall nakedness, shall peril or sword? Nothing. But the truth is, there is one thing that does, and that's the sin in our life. It, it, what it does is it creates a wedge, creates a wedge. Okay, it allows an open door. Does that mean that God doesn't love us? No. Does it mean that God won't forgive us? No. Does it mean that he gives up on us? No. But what it means is that it separates us from the blessing 
and the favor and the anointing of the Holy Spirit that lives in us. And if we, if we keep going into those perpetual sins, I really believe that we could lose our salvation. I know that's a controversial thing. Some people don't believe you could lose your salvation. But the truth is, let's just think about this logically. Okay, say you were serving the Lord for a season, and then you completely backslid. Have you ever known anybody that's backslid before? Now, some people say, well, they were probably never in Christ in the first place. That could be. But I know people that I've seen that I think have had a pretty strong encounter with the Lord. And then all of a sudden, a couple of years later, they just got tired and weary and they went back into the world because they thought it was easier. And then what happens later? I find them in a totally horrible situation. Sometimes they don't even make it. I've seen people that committed suicide, you know, that were once in the Lord, or at least they appeared to be. Now, the Bible says, you know, them by their fruit. And maybe they just had like, you know, a form of godliness and maybe they never really had a true encounter because some people say that once you taste the sweetness of the Holy Spirit, that you'll never forget the taste. Well, that's true. But you have to choose. We have free will. So we have to choose to serve the Lord. We've got to choose to remain in the Lord. We've got to choose to be faithful to the Lord, even until the end of our life, because we're just passing through here. Now, I don't know how God works this all out. Like, you know, if somebody fell and then they died, but they were in Christ for many years and maybe it was just a bad situation. I don't know. Maybe God will still let them go to heaven. But, you know, the Bible talks about a little leaven leavens the whole lump. The Bible talks about the, the church of Laodicea, which was the compromising church. So what does he say? He said he spit them out, spit them out. So this is why I'm saying, like, with all the things going on in the world, this is not the time to be messing around. This is not the time to be, you know, so I, I wouldn't, you know, every week when I give the altar call, if you're not sure if you were to die or if you were to get killed or if Jesus were to come, get right with the Lord today. Get, we, we don't have the, the time. The hour is late. He could come back tomorrow. Like, why risk it, right? Now is the time to come to Christ. And I'm not trying to scare you, but it's true. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. Amen? Romans 8, 37 through 39. It says, now in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I'm convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, neither anything else in all creation, we will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Jesus Christ. So that's kind of what I was just talking about, right? Thank you, Jesus, for your grace. Thank you for your mercy on our life. You know, I've messed up times over the years, but I'm a quick, I'm a good repenter. You know, I, I quickly turn from sin. If, if I realize I've entered into sin in some way, shape or form, and the devil can be really crafty and tricky. And sometimes he kind of, you know, catches us off guard. But the minute you realize that you're doing something that's not right and you ask the Holy Spirit for conviction, you ask the Holy Spirit for conviction, and then you get right. You get right with the Lord, right? John 10, 10, it says the thief comes, that's the devil, comes only to still kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the fullness or life more abundantly, right? God has come so that we can have life more abundantly in the middle of this crazy world, life more abundantly. That's who you are. Victory, complete victory, walking in the anointing, walking in the fullness, walking in the favor, walking in the blessing of the Lord. Why do I continue to do this year after year after year? Because I love to see people saved and set free and healed and delivered. Why? Because that is the great commission of the Lord, to get people saved, to get people set free, to get people delivered. Hallelujah. Make disciples go. He's given us a great commission. That's what we're meant to do, right? Colossians, I'm almost done here. Colossians 1, 13 through 14. 
says, for he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves, in whom we have redemption and the forgiveness of sins. I'm going to read it again. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of God he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Thank you, Lord, for the forgiveness of sins. If we didn't have the forgiveness of sin, we'd be done. Okay, God has forgiven us. When you've sinned, you're set free. If you repent, you turn from your wickedness. You know, you can get delivered. We're going to talk about deliverance in the next couple of weeks here. Where How do you get delivered? But a lot of that is just going deeper in the Lord, asking the Holy Spirit to convict you of your sin. Give, you know, Lord, give me strength. When I was struggling with something a few years back, I said, Lord, I need your strength. I really hate sin. I don't like sin. I'll be honest with you. I hate the sin, but I love the sinner. That's how God is, you know, but I really hate sin because it's, it's, it's a horrible thing. It's, it's the worst thing that we could do, honestly, as, as a believer in Christ is allow ourselves to engage in perpetual sin without repentance. That's what the Lord wants of his church. He wants us to repent. He wants us to turn from unrighteousness. Amen. First Corinthians 10, 13, it says no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can hear and bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. All these are pertinent to spiritual warfare. We talked about that scripture last week. All of these are pertinent to spiritual warfare. Nothing is going to be able to overtake you. Nothing is going to be able to defeat you. Okay. And I know if you have a terminal illness, you say, well, that, doesn't that defeat us, Pastor Todd? Yeah, but you know what? If the Lord decides to take us home, if he decided to take me home tomorrow, I know that I would be in, in the glory of God. So that's, you know, I mean, I don't want to die, but if I did die, I'm, I'm confident I'd be with the Lord. To be absent with the body is to be present with the Lord. So I'd be okay. I'd be, I'd be okay to be with the Lord tomorrow if that's what he has for me. I wouldn't want that for, because, I, you know, my wife and my daughter and, you know, my family here, I wouldn't want to leave this earth right now. I feel like I'm not done. But if God decided to do that, then you know what? I'm going to be with him, ruling and reigning for eternity. So it's a win-win. It's a win-win. So whatever discouragement is trying to come on you, that is a lie from the pit of hell. Whatever words that have hooked into your spirit, it's a lie from the pit of hell. Whatever people have declared over you that's not of God, that they've spoke over your life, you're a loser, you can't win, there's no way that you're ever going to succeed, you know, you're never going to be successful, blah, blah, blah. You're too fat, you're too skinny, you're too ugly, you're too tall, you're too short. All these proclamations that people make, throw them away. Throw them away. And the devil's a liar. And he lies to you and he tells you that you're not going to be able to win. We look at our situation right now with the election, with all this different stuff, and we think, is there any way that we're ever going to overcome this? Yes. Yes, because the faithful, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. What's been done in darkness will be brought to light. We are declaring, we're decreeing, we're speaking the word of the Lord. That's the way that we can win. It's spiritual warfare. I'm not going to let these bullies, these tyrants push me around, tell me what I can't say when I know that as a minister of the gospel, I meant to preach truth and the entirety of the word of God. I don't care if they tell me it's hate speech. I don't care if they tell me I can't say that. If the word of God says it, that usurps the thing of this world, the rulers and the, and the, and the governments of this world, if they want me to sin or to go against the word of God, then I'm going to obey God. I'm not going to obey man. I'm not going to let them tell me what I can and cannot say. And if they throw me in jail for it, so be it. Paul was thrown in jail. Okay, listen, this is where we're at. We need to be strong in our faith. Jesus is with us even until the end of the age. He will not leave us. Why do I say that over and over again? 
because we've got to remember the God of heaven and earth who sits on the throne of glory is with us. He's with us. He's empowering. He's the wind beneath my wings. I'm going to tell you this quick story, and then I'm going to close. When I got stabbed nine times and I, you know, I wanted to return to work. I was in ICU, the intensive care unit, and, you know, for like 10 days. And, you know, I got out. I probably was in the hospital for a couple of weeks. And when I got out, I was so determined. I used to work out and I was so determined to get back to the gym. So, you know, to get back to my job, you know, like I didn't want, I didn't want to be defeated. I was so upset with what happened. But I was like determined. I'm like, I'm not going to let this hold me down. I'm not going to let this define my life. And I had scars all over my body that were healing. I was stapled together in nine different scars. Some of them became keloids. If you know what that means, it was a mess. Okay. But I was determined to get back to work. And so within like 30 days, I did go back to work. And I remember I'm sitting there and I was working in Macy's in Glen, uh, no, Burbank, California. And uh, it's a highly uh, Armenian community, by the way. I think one of the biggest Armenian communities in, in the country. So a bunch of Armenian women are there and Armenians tend to be Christians. So they were all believers. And so we're sitting there in the men's department of Macy's in, in, in the Burbank area. And anyways, some woman comes up to me and she gives me uh, a word. So I'm sitting there at the cashier's wrap, you know, the cash wrap or whatever. And this stranger woman comes up to me and she says, I have a word for you. Now I'm in Macy's in the men's department in Burbank. Okay. At, at work. This isn't church. I never saw this woman before in my life. She says, I have a word for you. So all of us and the Armenian little ladies that are working with me, God bless them. They all knew what I had just been through. And they look over at me and they said, oh, okay. You know, so we all were anxious to hear what this word was. So the woman says, do not grow weary in doing good. The woman says, I know you've just been through something. She says, but don't let discouragement take root in your heart. And I started crying because I knew that that had to be a word from the Lord. Now, listen, one or two days later, I was at a Starbucks. Now, I don't drink Starbucks anymore because I don't like what they support. But at the time, I drank Starbucks quite a bit. And so I'm at the Starbucks. Remember, this is like 22 years ago or something like that. And I'm, I'm sitting at the, at the Starbucks, and there was this guy that was at another table, and I'm outside eating one of those little pre-made boxes that they have, you know, and sitting there probably drinking a coffee in Studio City, California. And this guy comes up and he says, I have a word for you. And I'm looking at him like, what? Like, who is this guy? I'm at Starbucks. He says, the Lord told me to tell you not to grow weary and doing good, to stand on the promise of God for your life, that he has a calling on your life and that he's going to use you in a mighty way and to just continue to press in. I'm sitting there like, what in the world? Like, this is the second time in, in like a week that this has happened, right? So then... I get back to the gym finally. Right. And I was, I was still a little bit discouraged. I was kind of mad at God because I'm like, you know, I don't get it, Lord. I was in the world for years. You know, nothing really bad to this caliber happened. Then I accept you in my heart. And all of a sudden I get stabbed nine times and I got all these scars all over my body. And remember I was a child actor and model. So I was like, what the heck? Like, I don't want these scars on my body. I was embarrassed of them. Right. And so I was a little bit mad at God. Like, why did you let this happen? I didn't know that later he would use this as a major part of the ministry that he had for me as a testimony. And honestly, it's that encounter that gives me so much hope because I know what God's capable of doing and I'm able to share that with other people. And I went in the glory and the presence of God, you know, so it's a, it's a big factor in this ministry. But at the time I didn't think about that. Right. So here's the, here's the last thing. So I'm in the gym. I think it was 24 hour fitness in Northridge, California. I'm sitting there and this guy had a bunch of tattoos all over him, real buff guy. And I'm sitting there just trying to work out because, you know, again, my body's still kind of recovering and, I was using like probably like 10, you know, 10 pound dumbbells. It was like nothing trying to recover because if you've ever been through a rehabilitation process, you know, that's what it's like. And so I'm sitting there trying to recover, but, you know, determined to be in the gym. 
And this guy with the tattoos turns around and looks at me and says, I have a word for you. He says, you are going to soar. The Lord is with you. He is the wind beneath your wings. Run and don't grow weary. He says, walk with the Lord. Stay with the Lord. Don't let discouragement grow root. You know, all the same things that these other two people were basically saying. Confirmation again. And it just showed me, like, God is so real. He is so real. He used three complete strangers. I wasn't in church. I had never, no idea who these people were. He did that to show me that he's with me. And I say that to you because he's with you too. It doesn't matter what's going on in the world around us. Of course, we want to be active and involved, and I am, and you are, and we get it, but we're in a, we're in a spiritual battle. And I believe we're going to win this spiritual battle by standing on the promise of God, by having the faith, by believing that God is with us. He is indeed the wind beneath our wings. We need to run and not grow weary. We need to understand who we are in Jesus Christ and what we're capable of doing. And I believe God is going to give us that complete victory that we talk about. He's in the middle in the process right now of answering our prayers. God is going to provide for our, you know, all of our needs according to his riches and glory. I believe there's going to be healing, signs and wonders and all these different things that God says in his word because I've seen them personally so many times. And if you're going through that trial right now, if you're going through that test, if you're going through a refiner's fire moment in your job, in your career, in your personal life, in your walk with Jesus, I see so many of you that write me and say, Pastor Todd, I'm so tired. But God has what you need today. He is the ultimate void filler. When we spend time in his presence, we get recharged, we get refreshed, we get strengthened in our faith. We understand that he is the wind beneath our wings, that he is fully able and fully willing and he wants to do something powerful in our life. He's not done with us, friends. He's not done with this group, but he's giving us the strategies, giving us the wisdom. He's giving, he's equipping us right now for everything that we need for this next season. He will not leave you out there with no money. He will not leave you out there homeless. He is going to take care of your needs. I promise you this. I've seen him be faithful time and time again, and he's going to, he's going to answer our prayers. Okay. He's going to answer our prayers. That's the good news. And I believe we're going to see some very powerful things coming up here in the next couple of months. So stay tuned. Be encouraged. What I want to do right now is if you want to accept the Lord Jesus in your heart to be your Lord and Savior for the first time, or you want to rededicate your life, why don't you just say this prayer with me? Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I want to pray to you today that you would come into my heart, you'd be my Lord, and you'd be my Savior. Jesus, I love you. I dedicate my life to you. I will serve you all the days of my life. Thank you for this day. Thank you for this breakthrough in Jesus name. Amen. Listen, if you just accept the Lord right now, please write me Todd.coconato, Todd.coconato at rlcus.org, or you, you can go to pastortodd.org and just message me right from there. But I'd love to hear about your story. I'd love to pray with you personally. I'd love to send you a Bible. And I'm just so encouraged and thankful that you've stepped out of darkness and into life in Jesus name. Thank you so much for tuning in Remnant Warriors. We'll be back this week on the podcast and we'll see you again next Sunday for Sunday service. God bless.